0: So I think having kids have, have really uh, taught me to, to appreciate those, those little things. I wish I would appreciate it in the actual moment as opposed to retrospectively, but you know, it, it, I still have time. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast
1: that takes you on the journey of fatherhood.
0: Now here's your host, Art Eddie.
1: This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Medela and March of Dimes. Recently, I teamed up with Medila and Marcha Dimes to host a panel talking about how dads create family-friendly workspaces while supporting parenting and work-life integration. My guests on the panel were Jeff Castillo, Malcolm Newsom, and David Holstein. Jeff Castillo serves as the executive vice president of the Americas for Medila. Malcolm Newsom. not only a children's book author, he is also an expert in the cybersecurity industry. And David Holstein is the Chief Revenue Officer over at Neogal. We spoke about their experience about how they create friendly workplace environments in their jobs and also how they do this at home too by supporting their family and spouses. We even touch upon some difficult topics that any parent does not want to go through when we talk to David and Malcolm about losing a child. The conversation that all four of us have is definitely a must listen. In this podcast, we talk about how men and dads can be advocates, to create a family-friendly workplace, plus they share their experience and how they balance family work and life. Make sure you check out this very special episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast over at my website wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Art here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this gentleman on. We're going to be talking about things that probably guys never really thought about. I confess when we were starting a family, I didn't even think about it as well. But it's Dr. Darren Brick. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, Doctor. How you doing, sir?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, man. Before we get in, you know, before we get into the great work that you're doing with Belly. And again, I appreciate Belly for sponsoring uh this month's Art of Fatherhood. I wish I kind of knew about Belly when I was look my when my wife and I weren't looking to have kids, but we're gonna talk about men's health and how we can, you know, especially, you know, it's funny when people say, like, oh, I'm gonna think about being a dad or I'm gonna be a dad, I want to listen to the podcast, and they say like I found years out. Well, hopefully. They're doing a little bit more research before they're actually, you know, their wife or their spouse is pregnant. So we're going right. to get into the great, you know, ideas uh, and the things that you guys do at Belly. And also, to the the reason why Belly reaches out to you to help out with urology and all that good stuff. But you personally, uh, people follow you on social media. They know you You are a family man. Talk to me when you found out you're going to be a dad, sir. What was going through mine?
0: Oh, my God. Um, It was one of those things that I always... I always dreamed of and had in mind. So it was kind of, but it was still a surprise in a way, you know, like it never, you never realize like what that feeling is going to be like. And, you know, you obviously assume that it could happen so fast. And so there's always so much anxiety, but like, you don't even know why you're having anxiety, but really just a, a whole mixture of feelings. That was really an amazing time. Like I, I remember it when, when I found out my, that my, we were pregnant with our first. Um So just truly, truly, you know, it it changes every, there's like kind of before children and after
1: children. And that's like the the point. No doubt. Totally. Talk about some of the values you're looking to instill into them as they're growing up. I think number one, you know,
0: something that I, how I was raised also is, is gratitude and appreciation for, you know, what we have that was out of our control and just to kind of recognize just the thankfulness that you can have just in your everyday life. And we, we really, my wife and I really focus on that. And then also, um, you know, if you want something like you deserve it, so go try to get it. Like, don't talk yourself out of getting something because, oh, I don't know. Or I don't, I don't know. Like, or maybe it's not for me. Like, that's probably, that's how that's part of learning about life, you know, like, okay. Like, I think I want, a X and then you go for it. And if it's not there, well, you know, there was lessons along the way and, um, and then you've learned, okay, maybe this wasn't for me, you know? So I think that's something that I really tried, you know, I mean, my kids are still pretty young, but it's like, you know, if you want to be good at tennis, then like practice tennis, it's not just going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think just being kind and being open-minded are other kind of things that I try to practice you know, it's not only about saying what to do, but trying to practice it in my life or with my relationship with my wife and trying to do those things that they see it
1: Nice, man. I love that. Yeah, just trying to, you know, believe in yourself, right? You know, sometimes people are going to be doubting you and like saying, why are you going to do that? But like, if you believe in yourself, and have a good core of people around you, uh, I think, you know, you got to have that positive mindset. So, and also, obviously, being kind, like, if, if you put those examples and morals into your kids, and they go into the world and practice those, and everyone started doing that, Like it would be, the world would yeah. be a great place. <laughs> so I love it. Talk about something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a dad.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just how hard to be being patient is. And I'm sure all parents recognize that. I think something else that they've taught me that I've recognized is like, an, I'm, I, I tend to be like an exaggerator. Like you stub your toe, it's like the worst pain ever. And I also, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like I've taught you how to do this. So now like you, or how to behave a certain way. So now always behave that way, but it's not like, so I think in, in my, the way that's kind of, I don't know, that's something that I I've dealt with in my mind, but my kids have taught me that it's about the little things, you know, like to just recognize that every moment is something bad happens, you know, it's looking back on it retrospectively, it's a learning moment, but it's not going to change the whole uh trajectory and similarly good things you know like it's a process and it's a you know habit forming kind of thing living and growing um and so I think having kids have have really uh taught me to to appreciate those those little things I wish I would appreciate it in the actual moment as opposed to retrospectively (laughs) but um but you know I
1: still have time Hey Dr. Blake if you can figure out how to do that tell everybody else and you know maybe yeah. you can package that and sell that cuz i think a lot of people would appreciate it. cuz no i mean in the podcast that like a lot of dads say the same thing like i wish i could like you know be in the moment and sometimes we are we realize that and we're in the moment yeah. but it's almost that like you know especially when you're especially your kids ages you know when when the holidays come around and or, like a birthday or a vacation it's like oh we're going where we're going and then when you're like towards the end of like, well, that's it. Like I want more and really <laughs> yeah. Enjoying the moment. Right. So yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: Nice. Uh, one more question before we kind of get into urology and what yeah. men can do in health and all that. Uh, talk a little bit about like a dad hack or piece of advice. I think your kids mm-hmm. are perfect for this age for new dads. Listen to this. What advice would you yeah. give? Them? Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so my kids, I have a six year old, a three and a half, and now I'm one month newborn.
1: Congrats, man.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I, my wife and I are very into the, you know, kind sleep training. But I think that I, to all my friends, one of the gifts that we buy them is this book called 12 Hours of Sleep by 12 Weeks. And it kind of takes you step by step in a way of making sure they're feeding and growing and eating and napping. To end up getting them to sleep through the night. And, you know, I, I swear by it. I think our baby, our two babies who we train like that are happy. We're happier. We were happier. Life was better. Um, So, you know, teach their own, but if someone's thinking about it, that's my, my, my pearl, you know, and the other, the other one is, is to, you know, be a team back and forth with your partner. Obviously not everyone has that, but, um recognizing when you're down you know you have your partner to rely on you and vice versa it's not uh you know my, you're not helping i'm not helping my wife watch my kids right like i'm watching my kids she's also watching my kids there's a that word help is is a you know so that's <laughs> um the, the second one
1: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt yeah there's uh there's an organization the national at home dad organization and they have uh, a shirt that says dads don't babysit right like like, oh my wife's out I gotta babysit the kids it's like "Eh, that doesn't really work that way yes that's (laughs) not yeah so again thank you very much for kind of talking about your fatherhood journey of course we'll kind of get a little bit more in the father quick five but again like I'm I'm teaming up with Belly and obviously there are supplements not prenatal supplements not just for women but for men I was actually talking to uh, one of my neighbors uh, a couple days ago while our kids were playing out in in the neighborhood. And I was talking about like, Oh, he's like, how's the podcast? Who am I? Great. You know, I have this new sponsor for this month. It's belly as prenatal um vitamins for and supplements for men and women. And he's like, ah, wait, what? He's like <clears throat> for, for men. And I'm like, dude, like I didn't think about this when I was, you know, my wife and I were having a kid. So like our kids, a lot of guys don't really think about how they can get ready to be the best they can possibly be when they start out a family. So talk a little bit about like specifically to men's health and including fertility, what do men do that they should be doing? And especially mm. they don't see a urologist, right? Like probably like out of 10 people, right. 0.5 probably in that range, right? Go see a urologist. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what men can do if they're thinking to start a family.
0: Right, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'd say the majority of patients that we see when you're doing general urology, which is, you know, taking care of kidneys, ureter, bladder, prostate, genitals um, are older, you know, maybe older than 50. So already post the parenting thing, but for younger guys, I have definitely been seeing more um, from a fertility perspective, but also even from, you know, concerns over erection issues or low testosterone. So what can guys do when they're thinking about starting a family, which is very important because obviously women are always are thinking about this and well as well you know trying to get healthy you know try start a prenatal vitamin, and for men it's it's kind of similar you know um, if it, there's a maturation that occurs when you're making that step when you're like going to try to conceive and take that journey and um, it starts with certain behavioral stuff that, you know, many young guys do, you know, obviously you want to not obviously, but um, smoking is bad for every part of your body. And I I say to patients who smoke, you know, like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you about the cancer causing of smoking, but if you're smoking and you're looking to conceive um, it can negatively affect your sperm. Um, And then now there's more even recent data that vaping and, Marijuana use also has can have negative effects. So there are these kind of, um, you know, um, drug use as well. I think alcohol um, in moderation is is fine, but you know, chronic alcohol use can be an issue. Um, something that's also been, that's also come up a bunch is, you know, younger guys who are losing their hair, maybe on propicia, um which is like the low dose of finasteride um, and, that has a a whole myriad of hormonal effects which can negatively affect sperm. So, you know, it comes down to the reason to see a urologist in this aspect is to, it, it may not be for to find an abnormality. It's to just set on, get set on the right path. Like here's, here's the data. Here's what I know from my experience, you know, here's what we don't know. Um, and kind of, you know, let men and their partners, um, you know, have more information because I think more information is better. Um, You know, there are certain medications that can have negative effects. There's just, there's a whole lot of things that we don't know. And a lot of it you can find online, which is great, but um, sometimes it's good to have that guide.
1: So, so many things you said there that I think I said earlier, like probably no one Ever thinks about so again. I really appreciate you being on here because I want to like I want this podcast to not only talk about the journey of father, but also help families and help dads because there's a lot of sometimes a mindset where it's always like again when it comes to you know baby making, like I'm here for the fun, but like is there anything I could be right. doing to you know everyone's like if they're going to run a marathon, they start training for that right, and it's and not that like running a marathon and you know looking to have a baby are <laughs> kind of similar things in the sense of like. You're trying to train your body so you can be the best you can be. Talk about, and, and this is probably someone that, like, men probably don't think about their sperm health, right? Like, oh, it's there, you right. know, like, and all that other stuff. But, like, right. talk about how sperm health is also kind of connected to overall health. Is that true? Yeah. Cause, like, you know, you kind of read stories about that. And, like, is that true? And, like, how can guys kind of make sure that they're getting ready? I know you said like, don't do, you know, um, drugs or smoking and moderate, you know, drinking and all that other stuff, but like, what have you found are some good tips for creating good sperm health?
0: Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely one of my mentors when I was training would, would tell me that, you know, um, sperm health is a sign of overall health. Um, and there is a correlation, not necessarily that it's causation, but that, People who like who have male factor infertility issues um may be at higher risk for certain medical conditions. You know, why that is, I don't know that you necessarily know, maybe some kind of genetic predisposition, but incidence of diabetes and heart disease and even cancers. Um, and all that is to say not to, you know, get overly anxious if you have if you're having fertility issues, but more that to to again, just knowledge is power. And so what can you do other than, you know, um, there for people who are overweight weight loss is is a huge thing i think um obesity has a lot of again negative effects on your whole body but from a sperm perspective there there are changes in your overall in your dna that can have negative effects sperm there's hormonal effects and like endocrinologic effects that occur from when you're overweight so weight loss definitely helps exercise um exercise as well. I did actually data that if you're overly exercising, like being like too, uh, strenuous, um, it could be bad. And I think all that is to say a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of I've, people ask about stress in relation to uh, fertility from both sides. And, you know, it's, that's like the hardest thing. Um, cause stress negatively affects everything. But I think if you end up living, you know, healthier life, more exercise that also, then Helps your mental health, helps your, you know, um, stress levels. From a food perspective, there's data about what can, you know, what what should we what what are we putting into our bodies? How that's affecting our overall health? How that's affecting our sperm health? Um, processed foods uh, tend to be um, something that we would recommend avoiding. But again, I think all in moderation is probably something in moderation is probably okay. But you know, increasing fruits and vegetables. Um, increasing, I think the Mediterranean diet, as they say, which, which people say is the healthiest. And then those are the main things. And then, you know, getting back to, you had mentioned supplements, the goal of what a supplement is is like an antioxidant, which um, in theory helps repair issues with the sperm DNA, because, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but you know, about sperm and sperm health, that's what, you know, that there are maybe some sort of free radicals or something that's damaging the sperm. And how can we fix this? That's what the idea of supplements are. I think the data, the data for women are, are a lot stronger um, with the folate and the prenatal vitamin. That being said, for men, I think any, you know, vitamin that can provide you that you're, you're not taking too high of a dose that you're, you know, you're not overdoing it with vitamins but if you have vitamin deficiency obviously that's important but just to kind of provide extra boost you know can only help and it's tough it's tough to do real studies to see how that works but um it it could be important you know i think the other thing that you were saying at the beginning when you're trying to conceive i think the pressure ends up being a lot on the woman so what can i or what can we as male partners do is to try to help the situation in, with support, emotionally, and with bettering ourselves physically um as well to hopefully, you know, make this uh make this happen and um, you know work together in it.
1: Nice. yeah, I thank you for for sharing that. you know you know mentioned supplements. Again, the reason you know, uh, I was thankfully connected to you uh, to be on this podcast is through belly. and they have, like I said, just like my neighbors like did a double take about prenatal supplements for men. But talk a little bit about like how the, the stuff is formulated through Belly for men that can, you know, actually improve sperm and just the idea of like your overall health in that in that area.
0: You know, Belly has done their research trying to find the ingredients that have shown some improvement in sperm in sperm health. Um and I think that, that's, 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 that's their that's the basis of, of where that's at. And, you know, when we're talking to patients similarly, you know, we got to give, we tell them, you know, here's the deal with supplements. You know, I don't want anyone to be breaking the bank thinking that, or thinking that it's the end all be all, but, um, you know, if it provides benefit, then I think it's, uh, you know, it can be really good. And I think that's where, you know, belly and, and, uh, and Joni Anson Davis, the the CEO are really coming from is, is trying to make this that partnership and um, give men some power in this and, and saying here, like, you know, I'm going to do what's best for my health and I'm going to, uh, you know, and, and part of it is, is taking supplements if that, if, if that can help. So I think that's, um is really good.
1: Nice. Especially in your field with urology and you were saying like, most of the guys I see are like in their fifties and over. Right. And to be honest, before I had like my appendix burst, I would rarely go to see like, maybe it was like, I had a physical when we first moved from like one place to another and like establish a doctor, but like few and far between now I go, I'm 44 and I go every year. Right. I have that. But like also Mm -hmm. to my, you know, my, my doctor, but you know, learning more about you, learning more about this, like, how often should men go see a urologist at their different stages in their life because right. you want to be proactive instead of reactive, right?
0: Right, for sure, for sure. It's a good question. I mean, I think I have been seeing guys more guys and and some of my mentors have been saying it as well, more men who have been coming before trying to conceive, which um would mostly be the, you know, male reproductive specialist not necessarily to you know someone who does general urology because i think you know within urology we are so specialized that if you know you can come and see us but if you don't have a urologic issue per se it's not necessarily anything you're not going to see the benefit uh, of that um so it really does start a lot with your primary care provider because they're the ones who are just monitoring your whole health and then kind of you know sending um, their patients to whomever, whichever specialist is necessary. So I think there's definitely a, a stigma or a hesitancy um, probably from patients in general, not just men, but, you know, as a man to, to go see a doctor, you don't want to admit weakness. You don't want to, yep. uh, you can just admit that anything is, it could be wrong. I mean, I am the same or you don't have time or it's inconvenient. And it, it, it really just started. There was a lot of preventative stuff that, that we can, that we, the whole week, doctors can help with. Um, and, you know, if, if you don't, you don't mesh with your doctor, you, there are other doctors as well. I think there's a lot of, that science can provide to improve our overall health, to help our quality of life, um, to help hopefully live long and healthy and productive lives. Um, but, but urologists, you know, but urologists, we often get referred from docs, um, young guys for, for a variety of reasons, difficulty urinating, happy to take care of you, issues with erections, um, concerns about low testosterone or ejaculatory dysfunction. It happens everywhere. You know, it's, it, it's, it's young. I want to say kids, but you know, t- like, uh, guys in their twenties, you know, are embarrassed. And I, I try to provide that I mean, humorous support being like, you know, trust me, this, this is normal for me yeah. to yeah exam but um and provide that encouragement that um that when i'm a patient i look for in a doctor um so it's uh it's uh it's it's important to go see your doctor i would say not everyone needs to see a urologist but i'd be happy to see you if you're hey what's like if you wanted to just make sure did i miss anything am i doing okay from a urination sexual health uh perspective.
1: Nice. Th- thank you very much for sharing that. I think another thing too. So we're talking about supplements. We're talking about physical health, right? And um just the idea of making sure you're you're getting checked by doctors to make sure you're ready to rock and roll and your diet and healthy lifestyle. But I think one of the biggest things too is I can even you know recall when we were trying to first have our first child where there's a lot of stress like you should be having f- the idea of having and making a family should be fun, right? Like you want to have, but there's a lot of like keeping up with the Joneses, or maybe we tried this day, this month and it didn't work. And, you know, like there's, everyone's dealing with their own type of stress or everyone's going through stuff. But, and again, I know you're a urologist, not a psychologist. I get that, but like just the idea of stress, lack of communication, like those are the things that should be You're always going to be stressed. I get that. But like, especially with communication, you should be on terms like communicating with your partner, being like, Yes, we're all in on having a child, or like, hey, maybe we should start in like three months, you know, like really go at it. Like, talk a little bit about from your perspective what you've seen. Don't break any confidentiality. I know. Just just in the sense of like some general tips of like communication and stress and some other factors that maybe people don't think of trying to find the right place to have a getting ready to have a family.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great question. I think. Historically, um, I know historically the pressure was always put on the female partner. You know, if there was concerns about fertility or that you couldn't conceive, it it was really that that pressure, that negative emotion was was thrust on the woman, Um, and definitely not fair. Um, You know, the man contributes fifty percent. You know, you need the sperm, (laughs) you need the egg. If there can be an abnormality with the egg, there can be an abnormality with the sperm. And it, you know a lot of it is based on the woman is carrying the baby, and the and more nowadays the reproductive endocrinologists are the ones who are running the the show. If there is a concern and there is some sort of assisted reproductive technique needed, but all it is to say that you know men need to be partners in this. Yeah, I mean it. It, it when you think about it before you do it, like oh, this is going to be so fun. You just like get to have sex you know um and like you know and and you're and it's in this time for a purpose um but it's there's definitely an anxiety that men have you know men can it can worsen issues with erections or or ejaculation because of that stress just like women on the other hand or you know or both partners can have other kind of um severe anxiety and you know you, you say, you know, it's it's waiting. There's a lot of waiting, you know, that like you're having you're having you timing um ovulation, you're having uh, sexual intercourse, and then you're waiting to see if you're if hopefully your period doesn't come and doing a pregnancy test. And it like when you talk about it, it sounds fast, but it, it's really a lot of time. And a lot of our guidelines say that you really should don't need necessarily an evaluation until you're been trying for 12 months. But I mean, tell that to someone who's been already trying for three months, like, you know, it's so hard. Um, and it's, um, so it's a struggle. And I think, um, talking about it, recognizing that, you know, not putting the, the burden on your partner either way. Um, even if there is, if it is a known issue, um, you know, trying, trying to avoid that, trying to talk it through, trying to, you know, I, it's easy for me to say, be patient. Um, but you know, part of, and part of that, I think that can hopefully raise morale is, um, taking care of yourself, exercising, you know, like having, trying to make it and trying to make it pleasant and, you know, and pleasurable for both parties. um, is, is super important. And I try to, when I see, you know, I'm, I'm mostly seeing guys, but you know, they bring their partners, Um, trying to at least empathize with the struggle and, you know, I don't know, giving a positive, you know, you know, some sort of optimism and um, just being there with them as a doctor and, you know, and being with my, partner as as a husband um you know it's tough because a lot of times you're not even talking to your friends about this or you know because you're kind of like on the hush hush and it's um you don't want to
1: jinx anything you don't want to be like you know like like, don't say anything until like three months after you know the you found out you're pregnant and all that yeah
0: yeah and it's so it and i and honestly sometimes it's harder like i i this maybe is totally a stereotype but you know women may have more of an open communication with their friends. Like, Hey, we're trying to conceive. I'm trying to time my intercourse, time my intercourse, time my ovulation. How did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Guys aren't necessarily doing that. You know, guys don't always talk about sex that they're having with their, with their spouses, like talking about that with their, their friends. Um, So that anxiety is tough, you know, especially when you're going through a tough time and when it's taking several months. And, you know, I think um, one of the things that I tell my, patients a lot, you know, you see in movies and TV like that, like you have one unprotected in I don't want to promote unprotected intercourse, but you <laughs> have one protected intercourse and you have a baby, like yeah. that's just like ha- what happens. But if you're time if you are timing intercourse and having unprotected timing ovulation and having unprotected intercourse um in a healthy man and woman, it's still about a 25, only a 25 or 30% chance of getting pregnant in that month. So it just goes to show that, you know, it's not always going to happen. And and that's why our guidelines usually say, wait 12 months, because at that point you've done it, you've tried it enough times that the odds, the probabilities kind of would be in your favor. Um So it's something to kind of rest the tension a little bit.
1: I, I appreciate all this. You've been very helpful and insightful. I know that my, Audience will appreciate it. Just like the uh, conversation I have with Joni from Belly, I think this is great. And, you know, again, it's easier because I'm on the other side of having kids. And I know you have kids as well. And you were talking about patience. One of the things I always say, like, hey, you know, what advice do you have for new parents? And the dad would say, or the mom, depending on who I have on it, they'd be like, oh, like just try and be patient. Work on my patience. They teach me patience. My kids teach me patience. When you were talking about the patience level and waiting 12 months, he's like, yeah, good luck telling that to someone who's trying for three months. <laughs> Yeah. We do live kind of in that microwave society now more than ever. Where we with things we want instant gratification, like Amazon prime, you bring something the next day or whatever. Right. And I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're always working in that patience and maybe it's just, again, I'm saying this cause I have kids, but for people listening to this and we're trying to have kids, I get the stress that you're under, but the idea of like being patient while you're going through the process of trying to start a family will help the foundation. Hopefully when you have kids and you have the, you know, the night feedings and, and the diaper changes, and then the toddler's always asking why and all that other stuff, or <laughs> right. as your kids get older and all that stuff. So again, I think there, you know, there's, there's many parallels to the different phases of parenting and being a mom or a dad, where that lead up to becoming a parent, there's some patience needed, and you're going to need patience for the rest of your life, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a, it's a tough one, patience.
1: <laughs> the smile on your face just says it all again yeah, i don't yeah. want to take too much time because i know you've no, had no. a busy day and uh you want to spend time with your family we're going to finish off with the father quick five again they're kind of young so maybe not sitting through a movie maybe it's a tv show uh, favorite movie yeah. TV show is
0: ooh. so we actually ju- my we just read uh the first harry potter to oh, her six-year-old and she just started that movie and i have not watched the movie in so long so that's, that's been cool. But yeah, TV is probably, I, I very much enjoy when we watch Bluey because um, Bluey is funny for adults and my kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my kids just like die from it. And it like, it's, so it's a, uh, that's a good one. There's there's a lot of other TV that unfortunately they watch that I, I can't. Make, but...
1: My kids are thirteen and fifteen, and we all like yeah. think Louie is hilarious. They're, just, they're yeah. just like that one episode where they're in the movie theater, and like the dads oh, running I, around. Yeah. I'm like, yep.
0: <laughs> so good. Yeah, but those those parents are just like they're not fair. You know, like they're such, they're the best parents, but it's all good. <laughs> we all have some dreams to attain.
1: And I love the fact that. One is, like, an archaeologist, and then one's, like, um, you know, airport security, like, canine, yeah. and the other one's digging up bones. i just like, okay, I love that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, fav- again, they're kind of young, but favorite genre, yeah. music, or band you can't wait to introduce them to is?
0: Yeah. I actually introduced my uh, kids to The Killers, and oh they love they love The Killers. <laughs> they know, like, all The Killers, like, the big songs, yeah. but I'm, like, waiting for them for the killers to come on tour close to where we are so that uh i can take them because you know my you know my my kids like some of the modern pop taylor swift which i'm all i'm always down for but um that was cool it's uh it's cool to like just sing sing that song and like they know all the words so that's one well
1: done well done dad yeah. do it right dad it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly yeah describe the perfect family vacation where would it be
0: for me, yeah, it's probably skiing. Some skiing in a resort. We went with um, my whole extended family. We went to uh, there was a medical conference in um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and my daughter is she was like four or five at the time. We did lessons, and she loved it. We knew we live in Florida now, and when we moved, when we were moving, she asked me where where they ski in florida and i was like oh <laughs> god <laughs> but but i've skied my whole life i love skiing and i'm getting my kids into well uh, you know another le- lesson for parents is if you want to do a hobby that you like get your kids into it because that'll be easy uh to, to nice. at least convince your wife if my wife doesn't ski so um so probably some sort of skiing and uh something awesome like that
1: Nice, man. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 you know, doing some research on, on you, yeah, I know that you're a yeah. Jets fan, so favorite oh, yeah. Jets player of all time and then favorite yeah. Jets player right now is
0: favorite Jets player of all time. Is, I have to say Wayne Corbett. I think there is that, uh, you know, he just, you got to love his story coming from Hofstra undrafted and then just really being just like awesome for, for a number of years on our team. And um. And then current favorite player, um, I'm also going to actually give a shout-out also to Sean Ellis, who is nice. one of my – yeah, used to love Sean Ellis. Um, and it was back in the day, they didn't have everyone's jerseys, so I like. I, but I really wanted Sean Ellis jersey, so I, for, like, Hanukkah, I got a custom-made nice. Sean Ellis jersey. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, I mean, these days, I mean, I got to say Quinn and, Quinn and Williams, uh, he's – He's great, and he's amazing, and just, like, really just the head of our defense. So that's probably who my favorite player is.
1: Um, he showed so up big. I'm like, recording this the week yeah, after yeah, yeah. they beat the the Eagles, and that was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he, had a t- he had a, you know, a fumble recovery, intercept, or whatever. I was like, interception,
0: yeah, yeah, interception. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, he has more interceptions than Sauce Gardner this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, Did you watch crazy. Hard Knocks? I love the Jets. Of course. Okay. Of course.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I've had, had to. Awesome. So, and lastly... Yeah, we still have hope. Yeah. I, I no, Listen, I know it really stings for you in the sense of what happened to Rodgers, but yeah. Zach Wilson is coming around. People, I, again, being a Niners fan, yeah. it was sad to see Salah go, but I like, I like his mindset. Right. Right. And I know again, just like with patience, the Jets are a team where like especially like the Lions, the Jets, the Browns, whatever. It's like, we don't have no patience. We we know whether you're going to have a great year <laughs> or a bad year. And if we have a great year, something's yeah. going to happen. But... Yeah. hopefully next year everybody's on the same page and you know but who knows right now they're three and three and this afc three and three. Is like like yeah. some of the people you thought were gonna do well aren't doing well and so like they're in the middle of the pack so who knows man it's crazy who i knows. know um and lastly top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad what would you want them to be
0: um yeah i mean i think thankful like or grateful um kind and then um hmm. i'm going between two i'm gonna say driven
1: yeah nice driven. Yeah, great three words right there like go, yeah. again, it Thank goes you. back to if you want something go get go ahead and getting yeah. yourself so i love that for sure awesome time okay. very cool people make sure you follow dr brick on twitter and instagram at darren uh, brick md and also for more on him mm. go to urology fl for florida so urology fl com and also go to belly yes. baby to check out the supplements but again this was such a great conversation i hope a lot of parents not just men but you know moms and you know soon to be moms soon to be dads listen to this and take what you said in stride and i, I know that um i wish i had this conversation or started out having uh looking my wife and i were looking to have kids but again yeah yeah really appreciate it and again i wish you and your family continued success sir
0: thank you so much happy to happy to be here thanks
1: Thank you. I want to thank March of Dimes and Medela for sponsoring this week's Art of Fatherhood podcast. They do fantastic work looking to create a great balance between work and family life. Make sure you follow them on their website and social media accounts to stay informed about everything that they're doing to help out communities all over the world. Also, when you're online, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. And also check out artofatherhood.net. Not only is the podcast there as well, but you can check out the weekly columns like Collector of the Week, the Dad's Doing It Right column. I share my thoughts and views on fatherhood. And sometimes my family contributes to my website as well. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to net.